folks. Welcome. It's the Carney Show for a Monday. Waning days of February. 26 already. 70 the expected high. 40 the expected high tomorrow. What on earth is going on here? Um, if I sound like a happy camper, I am. Because in this room right now, Maximilian Poison, Julie Bakhtu, and me. The band is back together. Very exciting. It is very exciting. Very and exciting. how was Carnival over the weekend? Yeah. We're dying to know. Woo-hoo. Give us the numbers. Give us the gossip. Give Here it all to us. Let's go. Do you think they want to know before we tell them what's on the show? I mean, probably. Yeah, leave them hanging a little bit. So, yeah, Carnival was uh, Saturday night, and it was our 24th, and I think we got this thing down. I truly do. Um, I got a chance to eat this time. Usually I don't because I'm so busy, but I decided I'd go around and visit all the restaurants, take a picture, and try their stuff before we open the doors. And everything was spectacular. Clementine's had a raspberry sorbet Piccadilly, man, and with a bread pudding, Kui laid out some shrimp thing. Oh, did you have a walk away oh. waffle? Oh, yeah, I love those. Yeah, they were cranking those. I mean, everything was just terrific. Josh did an amazing job as the master of ceremonies. I loved his uh, mass text that he sent out to all of us. Later in the evening the other night. Did you not get that? I don't think so. Where he's standing at the podium and he's like, and now I would like to announce that everyone at the Big 550 KGRS is getting a huge raise. And then pans to the crowd and there's no one left. Yeah, it was was after it was over. And you know who filmed that? Our boss? Yeah, Mark Dorsey. I I think it was Mark's ideas. I had a feeling. Yeah. Hilarious, not. He, he closed the room down. Oh, my gosh, really? The Dorsey table was out of control. How fun. Comedians were phenomenal. The auction, when I woke up Saturday morning, just checked because Friday people could start bidding. Um, and by Saturday morning, the auction was at twenty five grand. That's fabulous. I'm like, this, this is going to be fun. So when do you get the final number, and then how do you decide which charities receive They put in which grant, percentage? grant applications, carneyskids.org, and if they fit our mission, um, we partner with them. And I th- I've been saying we partner with 30 charities, and I watched the video Saturday night. Dan Duffy, great job. And it's over 50. <laughs> Wow. I should probably. Well, that tracks for you. I feel like, you know. Yeah. Good intentions, but a little off. But you'd think I'd know how many. uh, Oh, Ed Becker was there. We finally, we got a photo of Ed Becker that went around. Ed Becker. Yes. He said, hi, I'm Ed Becker. I don't know if you know who I am. I said, I see your name every day on a Michael's Bass text I feel like part of the air staff at this point. You're getting a raise, Ed. You know what? He's not as weird as I thought he'd be. Just going to lay it out there. Very nice, normal man. Probably a job, a family, and no uh, rap sheet. Fantastic. Met a lot of great folks and no real fires to put out. My boys were there and were incredibly helpful breaking down at the end of the night. The board 
went above and beyond. I mean, I, I can't think of one thing that we, uh, we needed to change. And the comedians just slayed everybody. Super happy with that. Oh, I was dying to ask you, did you go to dinner at Wright's Tavern with the comedians? Yeah, Friday night. What I, time were you there? Uh, 8.30. <gasps> My son and his girlfriend were there at like 9.30. I would have paid for pictures. We might have still been there. I just don't know if I would have recognized No, he's him. a grown man. It's been a while. No, we went there, and I have to tell you, there were two things on my plate at Wright's Tavern that were as good as anything I've had on my plate anywhere. What'd you get? Big crab cakes. Oh, my God. It's a crab cake, but... It's uh, literally almost the size of a birthday cake. It's religious. It, it, it is outrageously delicious. Um, and... I had a strip steak, but the side was a potato thing. I don't know what you call it, but... There's no way you could eat all that. In a nutshell, no, I took a lot home. Um, the potato is sliced lengthwise real thin, and and then it's stacked like lasagna. And it's about the shape of a, a Twinkie. But between each layer is cheese and bechamel, and then it's baked... And brown around the edges. And it was, inc- I wept. Did anybody get the halibut? Because that makes me weep. No, they both had chicken. And it was a gigantic it's piece like a of chicken, chicken with no bone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And neither one of the comics let me try it, which was very upsetting. But it was great. And Carrie and I had a chance to catch up. He came out from the kitchen. Um, it was just wonderful. I, I loved the place. Not in my price range normally. Probably never see the inside of that room again. But that was fantastic. So there you go. Didn't And Mark Dorsey asked me if I got any sleep Saturday night. And I said, uh, no. He's like, why? I said, well. You went to the casino? No. Uh, I w- Suze took Liam home. So John stayed with me at the hotel. And it was a king-size bed. Oh, dear. He snored. He had gas. He hogged all the blankets. And he talked in his sleep. Now you know how every woman in America feels. I got nothing. Yeah. I got 14-minute naps. Welcome to our world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what restaurant are they talking about? It says on the Michael's Bath text line. We were talking about Wright's Tavern. It's in Clayton. Yep. Writes with a W. Delish. And also in the text line, my stomach thanks you for not serving the belly bombers. Yeah, I was disappointed in the board with that one. Because normally about 10 o'clock, come out with silver trays and give people belly bombers. Because the restaurants stop at 8 o'clock. And it's just kind of a funny thing to show up with a pyramid. It's like of a wedding. A pyramid of white castles, you know? Yeah, it's like you have your own wedding every year. And the board's like, no, don't do that anymore. So my dress is gone. I know, your wedding dress. The white, it's not really even Carney's kids anymore. I've lost control of the entire thing. Well, I'm sure that a lot of area children will be super thankful for the assistance they will receive 
as a result. Yes, and a lot of the uh, charities were there, were represented, and they also volunteered and they also donated. But I may have caused a serious rift in the Earth's crust. And I would tell you. I'm afraid. Well, as you know, we had a Travis Kelsey helmet, and it was full size. I thought it was miniature. That was autographed. We also had two signed Taylor Swift things, a framed CD and picture, another picture, and we auctioned them off separately. But the Kelsey helmet went for about $1,500 more than the Taylor Swift thing. And I'm just thinking, if this gets back to them, it might cause an eternal rift. But the helmet in and of itself is probably expensive, where the printed out photo of Tay-Tay probably not as expensive. Right? I hope she sees it that way. I think she will. I have a story about her and the schmooze that you're going to hear later on the show. A oh, story she's about taken Taylor over. Swift. Yeah, she has taken over. Wow. All right, so uh, that's the world for me. I, you know, I'm excited that I actually have... Something to account for in my time. And Dr. Johar joins us on the program today. Looking forward to that, to talk about Heart Awareness Month. He will. And I found one of these interesting stories about Dolly Parton's pet gala, which, believe it or not, I was unaware of. But someone involved with that, Martin Kilcoin, yada, yada, yada. All right. So you heard my time. Account for yours. How much time do you have? Okay, so I, I was... um. I was anting this year, this weekend with the little boys. So is that a verb? And I, it is really? now. I it is now. It's like momager, but antiger, anting. I don't know. I babysat my nephews that are almost six years old, which I can't believe, uh, for the weekend while their parents were finishing up a, a long end of football season trip. And I mean, we did a lot of stuff. And their sister Natalie helped with with the boys on Saturday for a little bit. She took them to a birthday party and a soccer game, not STL, but like a VETA soccer thing. And then uh, I I just did, we did everything together. We hung out, we went to Duck Donuts, we delivered donuts to some family friends. We went to Longview Park, we pet the horses. I mean, we did it, we did it all. Question, Julie Bob. And I did not sleep at all. It was like, I was like sleeping with one eye open and, one guy would get up and he'd wake the other guy up and it just kept happening. Do you feel like you might be painting yourself in a corner? Yes. Because every day is a carnival or a circus with Aunt Juju. Juju. So, sorry, I got a cold. So there's an expectation there from the baby sharks that that's what's going down. So if you wanted to have... Let's just uh, chill out day. Go to my house and chill. Oh, no, they, they love going to my house. They would prefer that. Isn't but, that funny? And doing nothing. Are and they doing okay nothing. They wow. get a kick out of my mom. We, we played Tenzies. Have you ever played that game? It's a dice game. No, I haven't. It's very fun. I abhor gambling. We, we had a blast playing games, and my husband cooked elk burgers for them. More elk. Still got freezer full of elk. Um, Band name, oh, Max. Max. Come on. It is. Freezer full of elk? Okay. Oh, he's in a good mood. Way to go, Maxie. Way to bend a little bit. you're on the board in the open. 
Congrats. Oh my gosh! I it was yeah. So I am uh, needless to say exhausted, exhausted, <laughs> and I was you know, and then I forgot to undo their backpacks on Friday, and then this morning backpack, I was like, uh oh, and then you know to go through and like sign that you looked at everything, and yeah, they were laughing at me, and it was you know, I don't know, they get a kick out of me for some reason. We had a ball, and I'm exhausted, and their parents come back at five p.m. Tonight. I wondered why you brought whoop, whoop. A, brought a pillow to the show. I know, uh, lurking. In the shadows, Mr. Maximilian Foisen. Hello, it's, everybody. So, what's happening, buddy? I don't think I lurk. Hey, yeah, kind of lurking. He's a lurker. Lur- really? Lurk I don't a think little I'm bit. a lurker. I don't know. Uh, I don't have anything to compare to Carnival or uh, Aunt Juji's weekend. Um, you know, didn't really do a lot this weekend. Kind of just stayed at home with the fam. Uh, I did pick up a copy of an Alfred Hitchcock film called The Lady Vanishes. Found it on Criterion Blu-ray for cheap, and I was very excited about that. So I love that movie. Can't wait to watch it again. And that's about it. So nothing very exciting. You know what? It's good enough. But what I can do is I can tell you the recent band names, if you guys want. Uh, Yeah, where do we... And this is just 2024, I'm right? I'm not going to do all the 2024, because we've gone overboard. I'm just going to do the last couple of weeks. All right. Compliant Patient, Mrs. Matchstick, Mummified Monkeys, Dining Vertical, Jar of Keychains, Peruvian Spider Clan, Endless Lobster, Inedible Chocolate, and Freezer Full of Elk. I mean, uh, some of those don't even ring a bell with me. That's what's terrifying. Yeah, Peruvian Spider Clan. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was in my first wedding video. Is that oh, he's on the board. Everybody's getting it. It was Madam it. Webb. Oh. Remember, yeah. Okay. That was Josh Gilbert actually that texted and said it has to be abandoned. Now we are all on the same page. All right, let's uh let's get this thing going, shall we? Um let's start with making some money. We gotta make money. we gotta make some money. So how about the Abbey? Let's talk about the Abbey. So I wanted to get to the Abbey this weekend. I just thought because they have so many Pretty things there, like breakable things. Breakables. I yes. wouldn't take the nephews. Breakable. Yeah. I thought I can't come in hot with these two little boys and all these beautiful. Yeah, Good I didn't. Call. I don't want to do that. But I do want to stop out there because I want to uh, look at their ribbon wall. They have so many different gorgeous ribbons to get a new spring ribbon for my wreath on my door, and make everything look really fabulous and Easter like. Which you know that's just around the corner. We have Easter in March this year. And the Abbey would be the place to go for all of it. And they also sell CR Lane furniture. It is just knock it out of the park. Gorgeous. They have several pieces already made. Or you can customize it where they will go through it with you. They will even come to your space and look at it if you want. Or you can take pictures. And they will help you figure out what would look great. And they have so many designers right there at the Abbey. And they're lovely ladies that are super helpful. My mom was there last week. Bought a couple of baby gifts and something else. And I can't, off the top of my head, I think it was a charcuterie board. A new tiara. And a new tiara. Yes, that's what it was. How could I forget? This one's um, in China. Now, if you've China. been to the Abbey before, maybe when they were in Worson Woods, you know how fun it is to go to the Abbey. They've got stuff for your home. They've got gifts for people and gorgeous, gorgeous furnishings that you really won't be able to find anywhere else. They used to be off Manchester Road in Morrison Woods. Now they're off Manchester Road just west of 141. So they've got a little bit more space and it is a destination in St. Louis for sure. Marketplace at theabbey.com for more.
so happy. Todd Rogren in the lineup for the Evolution Festival coming up this summer. Um, there was one other that I was super excited about, and there were 20 acts I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, I try to avoid those mass concerts because I'm old, but I will take my chances here. Will you just walk in, watch Todd, and go home? Because you can do that. Yeah, and I want to see Neil Rogers. Or, uh, is that his name? Neil Rogers? From Chic. I don't know. You're the one that wants to see him. Well, he was bass player from Chic and also a producer and just an amazing musician. But you're going to go backstage and have a moment with Todd. But see, I, I here's hope. the risk you run. I hope. You run the risk of him disappointing you. Like, if he's not in a good mood and you love this man and you weep to this man's music and he got you through life's biggest challenges and then you go meet him and he ate a bad seafood dish for lunch <laughs> he's not in a good mood and he's like yeah okay i gotta go yeah nice uh-huh i think you could feel super empty being as emotional as you are well number one i haven't really dealt with all my life's biggest issues but well we're in the process of thanks that. for the heads up okay but we've met before he did a lounge show where he did all of his music tiki style and set up the stage like a Trader Vicks. Oh, cool. Are you, you going to expect him to remember you? And ah. I, no. Okay, good. And I got to sit at the table on stage, like five feet away from him while he was doing the songs. Did you drool? Maybe. We met at Riverport, and we had another encounter. We went bowling in Brentwood. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. And you look totally different every time, like every phase of your life, I feel like. You always look different. Doesn't everybody really kind of? No, you drastically change. You go up, you go down, you go in, you go out. You go up. I never know. really thought about it, but yeah. You kind of do. I, I can see. Nile Rogers, thank you for that on the text line. I was uh, slipping. So I, I, I'm drawn to some of these surveys. Some of them totally ridiculous. Some of them, I think, well, that answer is obvious. Why did you bother? Um, and this one I thought was just kind of interesting because I think we've all had this. A visit from the Tooth Fairy. Mm, I remember it well. I used to get quarters. Oh. Yeah, me too. Get this. The average going price for a tooth from the Tooth Fairy $6.23. That's because everybody is giving 50 cents or a dollar, and there's one family out there giving out 20s, and that's why the average goes way up. I, you give what you have. If you have to give a Target card, you have to give a Target card. If everybody's in bed and you only can text the fairy late at night and you go, oh, no, I forgot to text the tooth fairy. Unless then, you had AT&T in your yeah, service you, you gotta give Yeah, you got to give what you got. Like 20 years ago, the going rate was $1.30. I mean, there's some inflation right there. And if it continues to jump in the way those numbers did, it's been determined that by 2048, mm-hmm. a tooth will be worth 30 bucks. So the, those people shelling out the 20s, those, they will be outdated too. So 20 years ago, $1.30? Was the average a dollar thirty? 
And what do you remember giving the boys? I mean, what do you remember? That would have been, what, 12 years ago? I didn't ago? give the boys anything, Max. Right. You mean the, the tooth, tooth fairy? fairy? Of course. Yes. One or two bucks. I mean, I remember one time it was forgotten by my wife and I. And by my, the two- one oh. of my sons expressed concern in the morning. So I went in to talk to him and tossed a couple bucks behind his bed. Oh, it fell I down. I feel like but... anything over a dollar is exorbitant. I think a dollar is fine, right? I think when you're that little, you don't know really how how far does a dollar go. I I always question it because there was one year in particular, I put a tooth under my pillow and I got a check. This is what I'm I saying. I got a check and it was from my parents' account. So I'm not a moron. Uh... I run into... I run... Thank you. <laughs> I run into their room and I'm like, Mom, Dad, the tooth fairy stole your checkbook. That's so sad. That makes me sad. Hopefully you'll laugh on the way home. I hope so. When you talk about this, I I can only think of this article that I saw today about the cost of living and how we go back and we, you know, think like my grandmother, I remember bought a house that she lived in on Davis Drive in Clayton. Oh, her, I know Davis. Her right. parents bought it for her and my grandfather for $3,000. Like if you would have just bought the oh, whole darn wow. block. And that was a lot. Right. Well, I guess it, it's all relative though, right? Because in 1962, this particular article talks about the cost of living. Take a guess, you two, at the cost of a brand new home in 1962. A brand new home. A brand new home in 1962. Well, now we're talking averages. Depends here. where it is. I know, but, but we're going with averages. Um, 1962. I would say 19 to 32 thousand dollars. Max, I'll cut that in half. I'll go low. I'll say like 15 thousand. Max is closer, but you both went over 12,550 dollars. So should we all just buy houses? I mean, if faucet we- fixtures. Or more than that now. It's unbelievable. Average income per person. Don't if if you're Mark Dorsey, turn your radio down for a second. In 1962, people made around five thousand five hundred and fifty-six dollars. And that was single household income. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, thank you. How much was a new car from Johnny Landoff Chevrolet? And management here has been able to maintain that salary cap. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Um, a new car from Johnny Landoff Chevrolet back in the day. Like how they've been open for many moons. Maybe twelve hundred dollars for a brand new car. Uh a little more. Twenty nine hundred. I was gonna say three grand. I don't have that kind of cash. You could rent an apartment for one hundred and ten dollars a month. <sighs> what? That's amazing. Max on movies, a movie ticket was one. And we've had the concert ticket conversation a bunch of times, but I I got a stub on the wall in my music room. I saw the Rolling Stones in Lexington, Kentucky, and it was $18. That seems unimaginable. $18. Now the beers are $18. So the parking is more than that. Yeah. I'm being told on the Michael's Bath text line, 84126. The kids nowadays know how much money can buy. 
I don't know, like, if a six-year-old knows that. Do they? They probably do, actually. They but do. But the money comes from mom and dad still. Well, right. the tooth fairy. The tooth fairy. Or, or, right, the tooth fairy. Or Santa. I got a check. On I don't know whether I told you. I got a check from my parents' account. Um, somebody from the 618 says, I'm paying $15,000 for two tooth implants. That's a lot of money. 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 Yeah, so you could have bought a couple of houses and a car. Instead, you get two teeth implants, which are obviously necessity, I guess, unless you want to just eat applesauce the rest of your life. But that's amazing. Applesauce, pork chops, too? Pork chops. I, oh, I hope so. I only eat applesauce with a pork chop. Pork chops and applesauce. All right, Dr. Robbie Johart's going to join us in a bit as we continue celebrating Heart Health Month and giving you good ideas to extend your existence. Uh, and we'll do that. It's all part of KTRS Red and more of it coming up in just a couple. Stay with us. KTRS Red salutes Heart Health Month, presented by St. Luke's Hospital Heart and Vascular Institute, CJ's O'Fallon, United Healthcare, and KTRS Cares. KTRS once again proud to bring you Heart Health Month, and we look at the different issues that affect that part of your body, which is fairly important. Your ticker. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of important. Dr. Dr. Ravi Johar always fills in those medical blanks for us, and we appreciate it. He's Chief Medical Officer at United Healthcare. Yes, the doctor is in the house. And he's the chief. And the chief. Hi, Chief. <laughs> How are you guys? You're good. always great to be with. I love it. Oh, we are really good, but you know what? It is an important thing. This is Heart Awareness Month in the month of February. We've almost made it all the way through. I think one of the most interesting things, and we talk about it from year to year, but it's a nice reminder of what the warning signs are for men versus women when it comes to heart disease. Sure. I mean, I think heart disease is is something that's, you know, such a huge issue that it gets an entire month to itself and very well deserved. And the thing when people think about heart disease is they think about heart attacks. Um, although heart disease actually encompasses not only heart attacks, but also uh, cardiac arrest, cardiac failure, hypertension, and strokes. So I think all of those things go into the whole thing that we call cardiac disease. And cardiac disease itself, actually, people don't realize how much it costs us, uh, not only in, in health and, and lives, but in money. If uh, you know, you're so inclined to think of it that way, the actual cost of heart disease in the United States uh, last year was over $216 billion in just medical costs, and then another $147 billion in lost wages and productivity. Wow. So that's it's right. almost, that's, that's almost real money. Yeah, it's yes. a fair amount of cash. So this question but more... Men and women, the, the question Julie was asking, I'm sorry, uh, the question Julie was asking, the biggest thing that people talk about when they think about heart, heart attack is crushing pain on, on your chest, like an elephant sitting on your chest. Um, and that is the case for, for really both, but mainly for men. For women, they tend to actually have a lot more pain in their back and upper back. And don't think of it as, as a heart attack because they're hurting someplace else. Why? And we don't know. It just seems to be it's more in the back and then a lot more lightheadedness and, and nausea and vomiting, whereas men tend to have a lot more pain in the arm. Uh, both have the same amount of jaw, neck, and back, and not jaw and neck pain. And then discomfort in the shoulder and shortness of breath is the same with both. But we don't know why the difference is, but it's just something that, you know, since they have 
everyone's thinking of heart attack as just being in the chest and front. They don't think of it in the other places as being the same sort of thing. So a few years back, I had a AAA, and um, that's an aortic dissection and aortic aneurysm. Ascending aortic um, yeah, aneurysm. Yeah, they, they had to do uh, a bunch of surgeries, but everybody says, how's your heart doing? How'd you, how'd you do after that heart surgery? And I tell them it wasn't my heart, but what is the relationship between one's aorta and your heart? So the heart is the organ that is pumping the blood through everything, uh, throughout your body. The aorta is the biggest pipe leading out of the heart. So that's where all the blood that the heart is pumping out goes down your aorta. That's the biggest artery in the body. The aorta is a large artery. And that's, that, leads, that takes the oxygenated blood throughout the body. And then the aorta is the huge big one, and then it breaks down to all these smaller arteries getting it uh, throughout the other parts of the body. Then the veins pick up all that blood after the oxygen's been pulled out by the, the body and returns it back up to the heart, and that one is called the vena cava. That's the big pipe leading back into the heart. So is that what they called the Widowmaker back in the day? Yeah. Uh, actually, the Widowmaker is one of the arteries that's on the heart itself. That Because you have to get the heart, obviously, as a living organ, has to have blood itself to function. And that is the cardiac arteries. And the, the Widowmaker is the left uh, a, a, uh, <laughs> the left, left uh, artery leading down in the anterior part of the heart, left anterior descending artery. So as we've got months dedicated to particular health issues, whether it's cancer or heart health, um, I assume the goal is to make people more aware, get checked out. But at the end of the day, does it really move the ball in actually producing medical advances? I think the big thing is awareness because actually heart disease or cardiac arrest due to Heart have actually decreased. Now, heart disease is still still the number one killer of both men and women, but the number of fatalities has gone down. So I think it is having an effect. Um, and the biggest things we know with, with heart disease are the preventive things you can do, the yeah. lifestyle changes. And I think the more that we get that information out there about how important it is and how you address all the other things that go along with that, you know, the hypertension, the high cholesterol, the obesity, um, those are things you can do. Because you said the heart is pretty much the center of everything. Your heart doesn't work. You, you don't do well. Talk yeah. about the exercise. What, what, what do you recommend? It's, it's amazing that even if you do something as minor, everyone's heard about the 10,000 steps a day um, as being a goal, which we've talked about before. It's not. It, it's an arbitrary number. But we found that if you can walk an additional 500 steps a day, which is about a quarter of a mile, that can de- lead to a 14% decreased risk of heart disease. Wow. So that's something as simple as 500 steps. That's enticing. And I you mean, get to Columbia, Missouri in a month and a half. <laughs> I just um, did the math. Okay. So also, I, I when we talk about the weight issue, where do you weigh in on the trizepatides? Because I know that... Excuse me? The... Well, he'll know what I'm talking about in a second. The Manjuros, the Ozempics. Where Ozempics. do you weigh in? Uh, Where do you weigh in? Because if the GLP ones, if you've tried everything else, kind of thing, and and nothing has worked for you, but this will help, and it, it takes some strain off of your heart. Correct. 
Well, as, as you know, I mean, that's one of the big things that's going on now. We know that, that anything that decreases weight is going to help decrease with obesity. And we know that decreasing obesity will have an effect on everything. And that's for the reason that, that these medications are now being considered for medical therapy and that people are saying that maybe we shouldn't just be treating diabetes because that's what these medications were designed for, is for diabetic, diabetics, type 2 diabetics. Um, but the side effect from the type 2 diabetics being treated was that they lost weight. So now the question comes in, are the side effects from these medications enough to outweigh the benefits? And I think that's where the research and all the discussion is occurring right now. It's obviously a very uh, you know, hot, hot topic these days, a lot of discussion, a lot of research going on, because there are not benign medications. It's not something that you can take um, lightly. And the studies on it basically are once you start it, it's a lifetime medication. It's not something that you can take uh, to say, hey, I want to lose a quick 10, 15 pounds before this wedding. This is something you'll need to stay on the rest of your life or there's side effects of getting off of it. Um, the chief of them being Gaining very, the very rapid gain. Uh, I've heard up to a pound a day in in weight gain. Ooh. So there are so many different things that can happen to the heart, and there are tests to check most all of them out. But if I had to put them in order, starting at, you know, the most important, what tests should I get first? Well, I think everything starts with getting into your doctor just for a good physical exam. Yes. They're going to listen for any murmurs. They're going to check your blood pressure, um, and they may even do an EKG. But everything starts with getting into that doctor for that first visit um, just to kind of assess your, your risk factors, your family history, and then they'll determine what other test is the most important one for you. What kind of a role does family history play in this? It's, it's a large one, depending on, on what the... Uh, the areas are. I mean, the, the biggest cause for things is, um, you know, is like primary hypertension or things of that sort that we don't have a, an indication for, a reason for it. But a lot of uh, everything else goes along with family history. Now, the question is, is it genetic or is it more social? You know, if, if your family is, isn't eating a lot of, of unhealthy food, um, is that genetic or is that familial? Um, but that's not even really family history. I think what you're asking is, you know, is there a genetic component to it? And we think that there is, but we don't have anything that definitively says that. Well, it's always good to talk to you. And it's also very comforting that you're the only doctor whose cell phone number I have. So <laughs> I'm so sorry for those late night texts you're going to get from John Carney. <laughs> He's the chief medical officer for United Healthcare. And a regular here on the Big 550 and as part of Heart Health Month. Filling in some of the blanks. Doc, we appreciate it. It's my pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. Be listening all this month for more ways to improve your heart health during KTRS Red Heart Health Month. Presented by St. Luke's Hospital Heart and Vascular Institute, CJ's O'Fallon, United Healthcare, and KTRS Cares. This song. I think he did so much great stuff. I think he's incredibly underrated as a songwriter as well as a performer. Well, and I'm playing this because it's heart to heart. Oh, I see what you did. It's KTRS Red. It's Heart Month. Alrighty. Look at you. Could have done Heartbreak. Connecting the dots for us. We don't even have to think. We just show up here at the Big Five Thing. Yeah. Well, we already do that. (laughs) Um, 
you should know about this, especially if you shop at Schnucks and you shop at Schnop, Schnop at Schnucks in Webster, uh, because Friday afternoon uh, they said the fresh ground beef they sold at the Webster Schnucks has been recalled. Right, row. Um, so they say it's the 80-20 ground beef, but basically if you got ground beef at the Webster Schnucks on Friday, just throw it away. And the press release, all it says is, quote, may contain foreign materials. I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound terribly delicious. Like something good or something bad. Yeah, I don't know. If it's cheese, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I don't. If it's plastic from I don't think the I'm shopping gonna... cart, I'm not. Something like this going on, my wife would say, here, you try this. Yeah. This milk is expired. Here, try it. She did it to me yesterday. She got out some lunch meat. She was going to make herself a chicken sandwich. She thought it smelled funny. And I smelled it. I said, it smells fine. So I went back to what I was doing. And she's like, here, taste this. And she put the chicken in my mouth. And, of course, it was fine. But it was like, if it wasn't good, why did you put it in my mouth? Just, you know, it's always nice to have backup. The first time I ever heard the name Shane Gillis was with you two last week. I didn't know who he was. But apparently, comedian on the rise, fired from uh, SNL for some offstage remarks. And weirdly enough, they brought him back to host on Saturday. So I watched a bit of it just to see who this guy was. How do you have time for all this? Uh, um. On demand. And the monologue was maybe the worst one I've ever seen. It wasn't funny. He wasn't comfortable. He knew he was bombing. It, yeah. I mean, did that not make it funny? It just made it super uncomfortable. He was saying things like, if I'd get a better response, like he was, it was uncomfortable for sure. A lot of people were thinking he wasn't going to bring attention to being fired from the show. And he came out of the shoot with it. And he said, yeah, don't don't look that up. If you don't know who I am, please don't Google that. And it just never got traction. I felt bad for the guy. And Weekend Update wasn't funny. Not a good night for SNL. Sorry, Max, just my feelings. But I watched it just to see, and eh, 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 eh. SAG Awards took place. Didn't I, watch. Uh, Did you watch those two? No, I I voted on a couple of them, but I didn't vote on a lot because I didn't see a lot. But uh, some interesting things coming out of that. I printed out the winners. We're going to get some sports stuff too. Home opener for the SC on Saturday. Fun, yeah. So, soccer well underway. Um, We'll get to that with Marty when he joins us. Coming up in the 2 o'clock, this is KTRS St. Louis. It's 1 o'clock. Stay with us. Uh, Also, tomorrow for Restaurant Tuesday, I have touted this man for some time uh, when I first stumbled into his bakery on Main Street in St. Charles. Mr. Meowski himself.
coming in for Restaurant Tuesday, and I promise you, I promise you, when you bite into that sourdough, you'll be like, this is amazing. Do you eat your sourdough? Just, I'm going to know this is a personal question. Ah. Just plain, or do you put salt or butter or what? I mean, either olive oil. No, either. I'll do shots of it. Parmesan. Uh, usually or... just brush it with a little uh, garlic butter and grill it. Mm. Fantastic. Oh, sounds good. So anyway, he's in tomorrow, and I'm excited. So I just thought I'd throw that out there for you. Um, Jules and I stumbled upon the uh, same story on our own, which should frighten you terribly, Julie. I'm scared. You're thinking like me now. We talked about this last year, uh, and I think last year may have been the first year, but they did it again over the weekend. And it was the Florida Man Games. Sorry, Max. Oh, that's that's okay. Do you get offended since you're a Florida man? No, it's just I appreciate that we had that journalist on who did a whole book about the Florida things and was saying that the reason why this has happened is because of the laws down there, which allow sunshine records laws. To, yeah, to be put out there. So there's just as much craziness in everybody's state, but Florida's out and open. So it does bother you? A little bit. Okay. And Florida's got 20 million people, too. You know, oh. so there's there's going to be some crazy individuals. Yes, a little bit, yeah. It was billed as the most insane athletic showdown on earth. And did you see what they're doing, what some of the events are? Regale us about the, well, I'm, some of them I'm not going to even say. Evading arrest? How about that one? I'll, yeah. I'll start with that one. Yeah, by running from actual police officers. That's one of the events. It's pretty funny. Um, the spectators were sipping canned beer behind medical barricades and cheering and frequently shouting expletives. Um, the first event, wolfing down a plate loaded with barbecue pork and sausage. Congratulations. While wearing a sleeveless shirt. Well, I, that's standard uniform, I think. <laughs> Standard dress. Standard issue right there. One event at contestants dueling in muddy water in an inflatable pool, pummeling each other with pool noodles and duct tape. Sure, who wouldn't? How about a theft simulation relay, which competitors raced while toting a pair of bicycles, copper wire, and catalytic converters. <laughs> Come on. And they really did this. I can't make this stuff up. And they got a lot of folks. They had about 5000 Tickets were $45. Another event involved uh, wrestling sumo style while holding pitchers of beer. Um... And yeah, that's that's the stuff that's listed. There were, I'm sure, there were some other games. You but. have to be sunburned, I would imagine, too, while all this is going on. And the only uh, from thing the shoulder is, this, down. This is exactly. <laughs> um, the only thing is, there's no women's division for this. This is definitely the Florida man man games. So, I found one. Well, there is. There is an event for women. You want to yeah. say what it is? Go. No, for it. it's a little, little lopsided that they only have one. 
They have a Florida ma'am pinup contest. I don't know what that means. Do you? You, me, I no, I don't. I guess they have a contest of ladies that they would like to have be a pinup girl. Based That's, on number of teeth. Well, sure. Wow, I mean, now Max is really now upset. he's. I wasn't okay. talking about even, your family. Yeah, I know. No, I, it's all right. It's okay. There's a lot of great people that live in Florida, and a lot of St. Louis people that have a place in Florida. And a lot of us go to Florida for vacations, and some of us on the show grew up in Florida. So we can't. It is a beautiful state, and the beaches there are amazing. But they do get a little trouble because of what Max said earlier the sunshine laws, where we, as people in the public and media, have direct access to people's criminal involvement. If I'm in St. Louis, Missouri, I'm not going to be slinging mud against the Sunshine State. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean. You're not wrong. <laughs> so leading up to the events on Saturday, Josh Barr and his Cooter Commandos, they all spent time whipping up fan support on Facebook with posts showing the trio chugging Paps Blue Ribbon beer, jogging in jean shorts, and sporting mirrored sunglasses. Jogging in jean shorts. I Love that. So you're jogging in your shorts. That's the B side of walking in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jogging in jean shorts. Yep. So I'll sing it together. And while we're on the absolutely crazy stuff, there was a Hooters in West Virginia. And I say was because the building's going to be demolished and they're going to make it, I don't know, something else. Doesn't matter. Not part of the story. 600 people showed up. The other day for the demolishing of aforementioned Hooters. And they held a vigil. Candlelight vigil for the Hooters that's going away. Organizers say they had chicken wings with Hooter sauce and some strip cheese sandwiches. Mm. Probably a typo. Or probably not. That's it. It's the whole deal. Probably a typo or probably not. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wasn't there. I was not there. Um, you know, places like Florida and places like St. Louis, too, when we get those nasty storms and stuff that do some damage, blow some shingles off your house, stuff like that, you get all kinds of calls. You get in-person solicitations. You get emails from these companies, if you will, that can fix it for you, give you a spectacular bid as far as being really cheap. So you pay them and they don't come back or they'll do a little bit of the work and you're not happy with it and you can't find them. They're off in another city doing the same thing. Don't take those chances. Alan Roofing was here then, they're here now, they'll be here in the future. And whether it is just a little repair from some storm damage or you just need to put a whole new top on that sucker, they can do that for you as well. Find them online at a roofing.net.
Do you read aloud to your children and grandchildren? You should, and St. Louis County Library wants to help. All it takes is a library card, so if you haven't been to the library lately, maybe this is the year to check it out and renew your card. For more information, go to slcl.org. That's slcl.org. So if you haven't been to the library for a while, maybe this is the year to renew your card. It's free, and the whole family will love it. Elevate your home with stunning lighting from Metro Lighting. Shopping for a gorgeous chandelier for your dining room. Need a new table lamp? Or lighting your entire dream home? Our certified lighting specialists are here to help. Locally owned with six convenient locations. An amazing selection of lighting for any style and budget. And all at the guaranteed best price. And did you know? Metro Lighting is a great source for furniture, art, and home decor, too. Metro Lighting. Full of bright ideas for your home. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra for Disney's Encanto in Concert. Experience the heartwarming tale of the extraordinary madrigals come alive on the big screen as your SLSO performs the film's magical Academy Award-winning soundtrack live. March 9th and 10th at Steeple Theater. Tickets on sale now at slso.org. Presentation licensed by Disney Concerts. When opened 50 years ago, Royal Banks of Missouri wanted to help the people within the communities we serve. Today, we're still locally owned and still investing in the future of our communities. We support many local organizations with not only donations, but our resources and time. We're very proud to be your community bank. Call 314-212-1500. Royal Banks of Missouri is investing in St. Louis. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Basement with a Y. That's basement E. It's basement T. Basement E. It's basement T. Oh, basement T. Basement T. I get it. That's the basement waterproofing and foundation repair experts at Woods Basement Systems. Right. The all things basement T experts at Woods Basement Systems will provide you a free estimate and dry out that wet basement and fix that cracked foundation. Call 800 388 9326 or go online to WoodsBasementSystems.com. That's WoodsBasementSystems.com. There's nothing like the aroma of your favorite entree cooking outside on the grill. And there's nothing like the thermal efficiency of a big green egg to slow cook, sear, bake, or smoke that favorite entree. Frank Blair from Schnars Hardware here to tell you we have a big green egg to fit your needs. There are seven sizes of big green eggs, so we're sure to have one that's right for you. We stock every size, from the double extra large to cook for a crowd. That thing is huge. And heavy. All the way down to the Green Egg Mini. It's so cute. Perfect for picnics or tailgating. Don't forget to accessorize. We also stock accessories and sauces and rubs to complement any meal. So come to Schnars Hardware and let us help you get grilling with a big green egg. Or go to schnars.com to see what's in stock, find our locations and hours, or to shop online. Grillin's easy when you start at Schnars. Welcome, everybody. I want to tell you about an exciting product that we have at Mobility City, which we have never really talked about before in any of our previous commercials. And it's something called Stilts, S-T-I-L-T-Z. Stilts, residential elevator that gets you from one floor to another, can go one floor or two floors. It is light. It is airy. 
It is clear. It is an unbelievable product and something that everybody should consider when they're thinking about mobility issues. Yes, you can move. Yes, you can put an addition on your house. But why would you move if you didn't have to when you can get a residential elevator? Residential elevator stilts is something that you should consider if you want to age in place, want to stay in your community, and want to have a great experience that will allow you to continue to enjoy your life for many, many years to come. If you're interested, contact us at Mobility City, 833-MOB-CITY, 833-MOB-CITY, or mobilitycity.com. Is your IRS tax debt making you feel anxious? The professionals at Allies Tax Relief are ready to negotiate your fresh start. Call them now at 800-230-5174. The Big 550 KTRS salutes one of our own. John Carney and his Carney Kids Foundation. For 24 years, John and his incredible team have been changing the lives of children and young adults by helping great charities like Gateway Hemophilia Association, Delta Gamma Center, and St. Louis Crisis Nursery. And a special thank you to you for making Carnival 2024 a huge success. John Carney, you really are a St. Louis treasure, and your family at KTRS is very proud of you. those lovely words from our management here at the Big 550 about you, John Carney. That was my bonus right there. Christmas bonus. You don't need it anymore. You just got a promo for yourself. And sourdough tomorrow. This could be a good week. Things are happening. Relationships are give and take. We all know that. But it's going to be interesting to see Travis Kelsey is um, if he's going to be cool with Taylor Swift kind of taking things up for him because he's reportedly um, not allowed to go anymore to a strip club. Isn't which, that just kind of called being in, in a relationship? I Yeah, How do I would call know? it Wednesday. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. No, but I'm saying when you're single, I think as a guy, you can entertain that possibility. What, is that what you say? No, but I, I, I think that when you get together with a, a young lady, it's not uncommon for them to say, hey, It's game over. All. Yeah. yeah. How do we know Tay Tay's Ten Commandments? Uh, well, the Daily Mail. Was. I'm gonna. So, yeah, the yeah. British tabloids. Taylor has banned Travis from visiting them, and after seeing him wearing a T-shirt from Crazy Horse Three in Vegas after a game against the Raiders yeah. earlier this she year, was like, I guess. That off. What does that mean? Is that like a strip club or something? It must be. I'm it's guessing. not as good as Spearmint Rhino. Um, from she, what I've heard. Oh my gosh. Gosh, men or something else. She also wants him to FaceTime her. I like this. Instead of texting when they're apart mm-hmm. because she wants to see mm-hmm. where he is and mm-hmm. who he's with. Yeah, she got that from Katie Foisy. That is a really... Oh, they must be in cahoots here. Uh-huh. Taylor is also changing Travis's look. Thank you. I've been praying for this. She gave him $500,000 to set up a new wardrobe. She loves that he likes to take chances. Yes, he does with his style choices, but some of the outfits have been suspect. Okay, I this is beyond ridiculous. Agree. That, oh no. That we're talking about his allowance of clothes, and that he's being he's being told to buy. She's paying for his. Clothes. She doesn't need to pay for his clothes. But she's willing to if he stops I mean, wearing some of these crazy so outfits. She could, yeah, she I mean, it's still it. pretty ridiculous. I don't know. She said she's not trying to change him. Bah. She's just trying yeah. to help him. Oh, it even, doesn't sound like it. Trying to help him evolve. I can't even say it <laughs> with a straight face. Evolve uh-huh. into, you know, an adult. Classic. He seems kind of childish. He's a football player. Well, they they're not eat a- glass. 
Oh, my God. That is a great. Can you pull the audio on that, Max? He's a football player. They eat glass. M&M, on a stunt cycle. Eminem still uses an ancient relic to communicate the Blackberry. And no, for those that are in the Gen Z zone, it's not a fruit. It used to be used as a phone. Um, you remember back in January 22, there was an announcement that the old BlackBerry phones will no longer work unless they use Android software. So the phone is outdated tech-wise, but fans were quick to spot Eminem using his recently on the Internet. So Do you want to hear something absolutely pathetic? You still have a BlackBerry. No, I never would have heard of a BlackBerry had Paris Hilton not lost hers. Remember that. I Yeah, that's the only thing I'd never heard the word blueberry. She loses everything. Before. I think it was President Obama that put it on my radar because they wanted him to get yeah. rid of it because it was a smartphone back before everybody had one. They said it was I a security that. risk. And he was like, I'm not giving it up. And it was a big fight. That's the intellectual chasm between it me is. and Max. Paris Hilton, President of the United States. I like it. Um, so we're getting into Oscar season here, Max. And yeah, it's pe- taking forever. People are saying that Oppenheimer is the movie that most Americans think should and will win Best Picture at the Oscars. But Barbie was seen by the most people. And so we'll have to see. I, I don't know. Barbie was such a cultural phenomenon that if you haven't seen it by now, it's because you really don't care. And I got to say, I'm in the camp of people, the very small camp of people that have not seen this movie. Yeah, you know, I, I actually found Oppenheimer really boring. I, I'm not a big fan of, of Chris Nolan anyway, and so it didn't grab me. And uh, Barbie was my favorite movie of last year, so I'd, I'd love it. If and you're happened. man enough to say it. I'm working on a script as we speak for a film about a guy who pulls practical jokes on everybody all the time. Call it Weisenheimer. I'm sorry, continue. Okay. Martha Stewart doesn't wear underwear. Instead... No! Why? Why are you telling me this? I'm not finished with my thoughts. I am. Instead, she wears bathing suits in case she wants to take a dip. She doesn't doesn't wear structured stuff. Wear swimming suits? If they want to take a dip, yeah. Well, she's just saying, though, that in general, she just wears a bathing suit. Did somebody ask her? Yeah, somebody asked her that. I thought she might want to know. She wears them. I don't know. That's what she wears. That's her choice, and she's letting everyone know it. Michael Bolton is 71 years old today. Taylor Dooley is 31. You probably don't know who that is, but if you've ever seen the movie Shark Boy and Lava Girl... That little boy is 31 today. I'm sorry if it, if it made you feel old. 39 years ago today at the 27th Grammy Awards, Bruce Springsteen won his first Grammy Award for this gem. Speaking of the Grammys 27 years ago, First Lady, then First Lady Hillary Rodham Clinton won a Grammy for Best Spoken Word or Non-Musical Album for, can anybody think of it? We use the term all the time. Anybody? Ask questions. It, it takes a village. Max wins the new, brand new really Pontiac. Way to go. To uh, the 25th season premiere of The Voice is on tonight. John Legend, Dan and Shay. Chance the Rapper and Reba McIntyre are the coaches. TMZ investigates tonight. 
Taylor and Travis. Dun, dun. Oh, Ultimate love story. I give up. It's on <laughs> Fox. And Lil John wants to do what is on HGTV. And that's all I got. Is that that's a your thing? Yep. That's your news from Hollyweird. Now we go for the homemade jokes. Fresh out the oven. Ah, right after Carnival, like a belly bomber. Here's John Carney. I don't know where that, I don't know where that came from. Is that a fat I don't joke? Know. No, no, a fat no, joke no, 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 no. Um, all right. I kind of slow, to be honest with you. Just well, we've few... all known that we just don't really talk about it. Well, not that I'm slow. It's just kind of a slow news cycle. In Missouri's far southwest corner, farmer Douglas Wayne Harper says his livestock avoid a creek near a lagoon where a company has been storing sludge that it collects from meatpacking plants Ew. in the region. The stench from the lagoon at times, they say, will make you nauseous. Further investigation showed that it was not from the meatpacking plant, but instead from my teenage boys' bedrooms. And we're making fun of Florida. Yeah, why don't we? Pope Francis, the guy with the hat, he's canceled an audience scheduled for Saturday as a precaution after coming down with a mild flu. The Vatican Press said in a short statement, without adding further details, Francis was scheduled to meet with the Rome deacons in the morning. So, he's got the flu. What, what do you say to the Pope... It's like a joke. What do you say to the Pope if it, when he sneezes? It's kind of you awkward. You say, God bless that, you. That you would be blessing the Pope? I mean, that's... Well, God would be blessing the Pope. You could say Gesundheit. I, Maybe yeah. he doesn't speak the language. Yeah, and then he, I, no, I, I, I don't know. I'd pretend I didn't hear it or hand him a tissue or something. The happiest place on earth became even happier. Plaza Frontenac? No happier than that. Happier than that, uh, especially for a man from St. Louis over the weekend, Michael Fussner, a runner from Kirkwood, came in first place in the Disney Princess Half Marathon. He raced against thousands of other runners, but crossed the finish line first in one hour, 15 minutes, and 11 seconds. Said he could feel the Disney magic all around him. Last year, by the way, he came in second place in the Disney Princess Half Marathon. I'm not a runner, but I gotta say, probably really hard to run in glass slippers. Think about it. And also, if you're a guy that's being a manly man and you've gotta win one marathon. Do you even enter? Do you wanna win the Princess Marathon? What's wrong with the Disney Princess? They're very strong characters. Yeah. But a guy in Hooter shorts? I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. so. Hooter shorts. Which Disney princess wears Hooter shorts? Well, in, exactly. when he runs, when he runs, he wears shorty shorts. You know what? Just let it go. I'm having trouble. I'm going to let the vigil go. for the Hooters in West Virginia. I want a princess marathon. Hi, I'm Bob. Good buddy. It's uh, 1:32, <laughs> and we are going to uh, tell you about Dolly Parton's pet gala, and the owner of a uh, dog that was there, a service dog, Moxie. I don't think we're going to have Moxie on the air. Because oh. Moxie. <laughs> that was Maxie. He was doing that Friday. It's uh, 1.32. We'll have that when we come back. Andy Field, 
Mike Kilcoin, and you. We'll return momentarily. Maybe you got a chance to uh, catch it last week on the tube. It was quite a shindig. Do people still say shindig? Why not? Just me. Uh, It was called Dolly Parton's Pet Gala. And not misleading, but, I mean, there were two-legged guests on the show. And they were performing Dolly Parton songs. But... (laughs) But there was an element Heel, Maxie. of canines as well, hence the pet gala. And one of those dogs was Moxie, who is a service dog, and its guardian, Katie Harris, the founder of Moxie's Mission. We'll find out what that's about. We'll find out how the show went, and we say hi to Katie. How are you? Hello. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Good. Right out of the gate, I got to ask you, did you ever have uh, a meeting with Dolly Parton? No, it was so busy. I mean, there was so much going on. So Moxie actually wasn't in the runway part. That is not Moxie's biggest strength. Moxie was there as one of the um, pet influencers, celebrity dogs. Uh, in the audience that got to do a lot of the promotion and behind the scenes and hang out in the audience with the people. Dolly Parton did give us um, an autographed dog bowl to be able to auction off um, with a raffle with 100% of the proceeds going to our next um, service dog recipient. Can you talk about your relationship with Moxie the dog and how the two of you help each other through life? Absolutely. I first thought you were going to say my relationship with Dolly Parton. No, <laughs> no. She's busy working on it. She's, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, so Moxie, I got Moxie in around 2018. Never did I think that I would get a service dog. Um, never thought that my health would need a service dog. And Moxie helps me with medical alerts. She helps me pick things up if I need anything. She'll retrieve my shoes, my phone. Um, I could even drop a penny and she'll pick it up for me. Wow. But we go out and we travel to different schools. We travel to different programs and talk about the awareness of disabilities, mental health, physical disabilities, service dogs, how to engage and just bring a message of hope with that. So maybe I missed it, but do we know what kind of breed Moxie is? You did not. No, she's the golden doodle. She's super cute. Yeah, she's a little one. She was actually the runt of the litter, Um, but she is the perfect size for me. She's kind of the perfect dog for me. She's not the perfect dog, but she is the perfect dog for me. That's for sure. How do you Um, and Moxie get on Dolly Parton's radar? I I don't know, honestly. (laughs) I, I joke about that all the time. I'm like, how should... How did we get there? I mean, Moxie did win the National American Hero Service Dog Award, which really gave us a lot of um, promotion and has helped us in a lot of different ways. And I think they just found us on social media. But when I saw the other four dogs that 
were invited with us, like Doug the Pug and these people with like 5.8 million followers. And then there's Moxie. And I'm not downplaying Moxie. Moxie's amazing. (laughs) But I don't know how we got the opportunity to not only submit some clips for one of the features, but also to come and be amongst some of the biggest stars, humans, and pets, and to be able to do so much different promotion. I mean, she's like Betty. She's like Betty White. I mean, just one of those people that is just beloved, adored, absolutely all across the board. Thank right? you, Julie. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was pretty amazing. Um, it was. We went there for one day. Uh, I mean, went with my dad and my stepmom. We drove down there. Pretty much just got ready, went to the show, did the pink carpet stuff and all the press. The show was about five and a half hours of airtime. So it was it was long, but it was so fun just seeing their personality and when they would mess up and then they would go back and kind of banter back and forth and just being in the audience because it was such an intimate setting in the audience because it was such a small um, venue. Who were some of the so celebrities they, that were there performing? Well, Jane Lynch was the other oh, person that was posting it, and she's incredible. She um, she was hilarious. And then Billy Ray Cyrus was there performing. Uh, Jessica Simpson was there um, announcing some things. Young Sheldon was there. Um, so not regular Lady Sheldon, <laughs> just not, a little yeah, guy. just a young, just a little yeah, one. Yeah, okay. he was he was adorable though. Oh, he I was bet. adorable. But there was just so much action, and I mean, it was just nonstop action until it was cut at midnight, and then we went to sleep, and then we drove back to St. Louis. I'm sure there's a bunch. Of, it's still running, streaming somewhere. You could probably see it. I think it was on. Wasn't it on Paramount Plus? Paramount, yep. yep. You can see it on Paramount. There's one clip of Moxie during um, Casey and the Sunshine Band, and Moxie is kind of dancing around for a little bit, but <laughs> we didn't go there expecting to be in the show. Um, yeah. There were different clips with it, but just to the contacts that we made being able to be there and – just the people that we met, um, it already has helped our organization more than I really thought it would. Um, some of the Zoom calls that I have. I mean, I'm talking to you guys now. I It's brought me to you all. But just being able to talk to different people and get into more schools. Uh, Moxie has their own little children's book. And so um, some of our purchases were because of the show. And so it's been it's been an incredible opportunity that I don't know how we got, but I am incredibly thankful and incredibly honored that Moxie was amongst But Moxie all. is adorable, and she's hypoallergenic and obviously uh-huh. super smart. I mean, if she can pick up yeah. a penny on the ground, I mean, does she ever make a mistake? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She is incredibly smart, but she is definitely a dog, and she... Definitely makes mistakes, but when it really matters, she's always there. When it's something that I really need in that moment, she has truly saved my life and changed my life in more ways than I can even even mention. You referred to Moxie as a social media influencer. 
So I, does the dog have like a website or something or yeah, a page so of their our, own? Yep. Our, so our website is moxiesmission.org. And then her Facebook and social media is Adventures with Moxie. And you can see all sorts of videos. Um, one of Moxie's big thing that we're working on this year is she's training to get the, she loves basketball. So she is training to get the Guinness Book of World Records for the most shots done by a dog in a minute. This I is love John that. Carney's dream. It to is. Be in that he world. would love it. <laughs> so, do you, yeah, that is so cool. Do you train her or, or does someone else help you with that? So we started off with um, an organization in St. Louis. Um, it was American Service Dog Association with Suzanne Schinberg. She did the initial training with Moxie. And then I lived in Kansas City for a while. And so then we go had. Go Chiefs. They want to run. Well, I said go Chiefs. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I... And KU. And and KU. KU. Uh, okay. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, say that. KU. I know. Okay. I know. But I have to. <laughs> but now I train her. Um, and so now we just do all the training because she already has such a great baseline and foundation of training. Um but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to train. So I'm always excited when other people are helping. And I think some of those things are coming to um, happen soon. But Moxie loves basketball. So that one's an easy one to train. We just have to beat that record of 22 shots in a minute. When are you doing that? So, well, we're practicing now. Um, I'm not sure yet. I We did a little trial run yesterday, and she got 21 in Come a minute. Come on. She was Oh, close. Oh, what, was, what was her percentage from the free throw line? Well, she likes the three pointers. She's oh. an overachiever. All right. She's all about the slam dunk. So you have to go back a meter and then like shoot it. There's like different like things. Like a Steph Curry doodle. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I'm hoping once we get a little bit more solid um, and she gets in front of an audience more for practice, then we'll try to find someone that. We'll pick it up and video it and make it official and have the title. So where can we, if we're, let's say that we're on Instagram, we can just go mm-hmm. on and, and follow Moxie and kind of wait for this next milestone for the two of you? Yes. And there's going to be way more milestones before that. Um, things are going to be picking up. We have a lot of exciting things. Like we're about what? to pick our next recipient. Um to fully fund, so we fully fund service dogs for people in need. That's what Moxie's mission does. And so we are now working on finding our next recipient to raise the fifteen to twenty to thirty thousand dollars that's required for a service dog. So we'll be doing different events. There's an event that somebody's going to be doing that's a Kentucky Derby theme on May 18th, with all the proceeds coming to Moxie's mission. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's just, there's so many things coming forward that you definitely should be following. Adventures with Moxie. I would go to oh. those pages, but if I were to go there and see that Moxie has more followers than I do, <laughs> I don't think I could live with myself. So I'm just going to take your word for it and move on. So I'll follow. Where do you get, where do you acquire these animals to become service pets? So different 
places. So Moxie came from Illinois, and then she got assessed with the program at 13 weeks. But we work with um, several different Missouri Missouri Patriot Paws is our last one that we just did for the service dogs. So we have different organizations. Um, Unique Canines is one that we're working with now, and they find the dogs. So we don't do, like I said, I am not a strength in dog training, but I am in the fundraising part. So we will find the funds and give it to the organization who will find the dogs for the individuals. Because not every dog can be a service dog, and so they have to really go through some rigorous testing and matchmaking to make sure that it is the right match. Moxie is perfect for me as a service dog, but she would not be perfect for everybody for a service dog, depending on what their needs are. So that's really important. What an awesome experience and an even better cause that you've got going. Katie Harris, thank you for joining us for Moxie's Mission. And thanks for representing. Yeah. Say hi to Dolly when you see her. Yeah, Absolutely. I'll, I, I got a call with her next, so I don't know if I could stay on too long. Oh, that's I hilarious. I leave you yeah. all in. Yeah. I told well, Dolly to wait. Well, I thought you if said you she do... was working from 9 to 5. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. If and anyone does want to get a raffle ticket with 100% of the proceeds going to Moxie's Mission, they can do that um, through our website as well. So really, you're in the fundraising part? Um, we're in, we're in. And when you go back for that record, let me know. I'm kind of a Guinness geek. So I will, I will keep you posted on that for sure. Appreciate I actually the time. friend requested you about oh. a year ago. Oops. Should we another one? I'll, I'll get, I'll get right back to you. I promise. Who, Carney? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I promise. Yes, I I've, been, I've been wanting to talk with you all. Uh-huh. You guys are great, but no, I will definitely keep you guys updated. Um, and I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to share our experience that we, we have. We loved having you. You are a doll, and I, I've I've already started to follow you. So we are we are connected on Instagram, and we will definitely get some raffle tickets going too. Thanks so much. Thanks, Katie. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye. You will. She's adorable. You can always tell the fundraisers, though. I mean. It's like, and we got this going, and we got that going, and don't but forget. But that's what she's did, doing. Well, I know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, that's terrific if you've got a good fundraiser. But they find a way to weave in what they're trying to do into whatever you're discussing. Anyway, it's super cool. Uh, and I have a lot more questions about service animals. You do? Why didn't you ask them? Because we're, we're running out of time, and I don't uh, know if she's the one to answer them like how does who determines yeah you know a peacock would help you settle down or the settle <laughs> i don't know get yourself a guinea pig and your acne's gonna go away i mean i don't i don't know i don't, I don't know think how that's it happens. what this is really this is a much you more didn't ask those questions. yes actually this is actually i think a, it's a wonderful thing i mean there are people that wouldn't be able to live independently if it were not for these dogs. But I get what you mean when you they look at the litter and they say, this is the guy that stands out, puppy number two, you know, out of the litter. Yeah. That part to me is amazing to be able to know that. She did say that the, the dog originally trained with a woman here in St. Louis 
I would love to have her on and find out how they choose the dogs and how Absolutely. and how they start the whole process and if they can train my dogs. Yeah, and so, do, cer- do certain breeds align with certain disorders? Yeah, are the smartest you know? dogs out there to become a service. Yeah. I mean, I don't. No offense, but I don't think Juno, your dog, would oh, have. What, I mean, them's, them's fighting words. I'm you sorry, Juno, if you're listening. We've never been attacked by a woman with a stroller walking by the house. That's Juno's job, to go absolutely bonkers and alert us that somebody's walking by the house with a stroller. Oh, my gosh. Saved our lives. Countless Multiple. Times. But he really thinks he is, which is adorable. Oh, yeah. And he's nuts. Oh. So I uh, swung by DiscoverStCharles.com and, again, amazed, first off, how quickly they update things. But everything that's on the list of activities going into March alone are incredible. Musically, out at Shiniger, they've got some great shows coming. Bruce Hornsby, uh, April 4th, the Ozark Mountain Daredevils will be there. And in between... In between the two on Main Street, St. Patrick's Day Parade, which Julie Buck has given that one her stamp of approval. I do. It's very fun. Very good, wholesome family fun. Not as overwhelming as downtown. Right. Where And not as drunk. Some yeah, some will start in Soulard hours before. So come out for that. Obviously that's going to be on the seventeenth. And the boat shows coming out to the uh Convention center out there. That'll be fun. And that will be wow, Get ready, this Max. weekend. This Every weekend. year at this time, Carney goes off on a thing where all he does, he's worked so hard, he just I wants know. a boat. He just wants want a, boat. a boat. This is the time of year. I want a boat. I am thinking at this point it's going to be a rowboat, but I, I want a boat. I want a boat. Um, okay, we probably ought to sell something, right? Mm-hmm. We need some money. All right. Money. All right, throw it at us. My wife is a fanatical wheel watcher. I love it too. And she, I'll tell you what, we can get her in there. She'd make some money. She's good. Money. She should do it. She is good. Oh, you can just apply online. Well, we went to the live version uh-huh. uh, at the family arena and sadly didn't get picked. But I think she would do great at that. The show I don't really watch too much. Because it reminds me that I'm an idiot, is Jeopardy. You know, occasionally if it's a pop culture category, I do pretty good. But most of those, I'm like, what? I've never even heard. I don't even understand the, I the heard question or the answer. Words you're saying. But I do pretty well on the ones where they show you pictures. This particular person last week did not. At the Winter Olympics, this American won gold with a four and a half minute program that featured multiple triple jumps. Deb? Who's Mary Little Red? No, I'm sorry. Who is Scott Hamilton? Oh, ouch. So it's a visual. They mis- they mistakenly yeah. took Picture Scott Hamilton. Mary Little and said, oh, that's Scott Hamilton. No, it isn't. Wrong gender. Uh, it was a picture of Scott Hamilton. Hamilton. And they and said they Mary Lou Retton. Yes. Wow. That is a zinger. That person's not going to believe, be able to leave their house for some time, I would imagine. Oh, my gosh. How embarrassing. Oh. Embarrassing. 
Uh, we're going to be joined by Andy Field later on. Those uh, cool cats and kittens in robes hearing some arguments on our, well, not just our business, but social media too. Um, and there's talk of monopolizing, breaking up monopolies, monopolies, uh, how some of these platforms are targeting, targeting conservatives and censoring political views. A lot is happening, as someone once said. Things are happening. A lot is happening. Uh, so we'll uh, get the latest from Andy on that. Wednesday, we have a conversation with, and as far as I know, I've thought about this a few times, the person that has been on the radio in St. Louis consistently the longest, I got to believe it's John Hewlett. I would imagine. At Casey and doing all the baseball games and has done every single and home. never makes a mistake at the baseball games. Well, I don't know about Casey. I'm going to ask him about that. You think? And some, some of those names are are difficult to pronounce, and I'd like to know his his procedure with all of that. I would think hockey's a tad harder. You'll be able to ask him because he'll be here in studio. He will be here in studio on Wednesday. Mm. I remember knowing him when I was a little kid because he worked at the at Bush Stadium and was the announcer. And the soap opera stars were coming in for a softball game where they play each other. It was like Young and the Restless There's a versus lot of different things going on versus Days sense. of Our Lives. And and Casey was the sponsor. And I and he got us in to meet. I don't know one of the heartthrobs from the soaps back in the day when I was thirteen or fourteen. Well, like time through an hourglass. That's right. Like time through an hourglass. Yes, I will for, be forever grateful, John Hewlett. Well, fresh oldies who remember Miss Sherry and her little puppet Lamb Chop. And sadly, Miss Sherry has left us, but her daughter has picked the sock back up or the lamb. Uh, and she's got a streaming show. It's pretty exciting. We ought to talk to her. We're gonna actually this week. The Carney Show, and he did it. He raised a bunch of money for charity over the weekend. A lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears put in by Carney and the entire team, the entire board. Can you give us a grand total yet, Carney? No, not yet. But I did uh, since we opened up the the silent auction on Friday, Friday morning, and the event was Saturday night. When I got up Saturday morning, I just kind of swung in to see how it was going. And it was already at over $25,000. So I was like, okay, we're off to a good start here. And uh, yeah, it was much fun. And they did something I didn't even know they were going to do. And this is, and I'll, I'll give it to you and you can use it for your fundraising uh, events and things. They had a, I thought, we, don't know what it's called, a paddle something. We had um, a trip to Vail, like a weekend, weekend in Vail, and we threw in a $500 gift card for airfare or whatever. And anybody who wanted a ticket for that raffle, it was 50 bucks. It's like, wow, 50 bucks, and I could get a weekend in Colorado. Eh, that's all right. That's reasonable. So they would hold up their paddles, 
And then somebody would go around and take all their numbers. I didn't realize this is so hard to explain. And take all the numbers. So it's a stack of papers with people's numbers on it who gave us 50 bucks. And both of my boys, who were bothering me all night to get on stage, went up on stage with Josh. One of my boys threw the stack up into the air as high as he could. The other one caught one in the air, and the number that he caught got the trip. That's great. And we made like two grand off that. That's fantastic. Or more. But like, wow, that's a really good idea. It's a good idea. And then that way everybody knows it really is just chance. Yeah. But, you know, fundraising is a tough business, you know, especially with like golf tournaments. Kind of run out of unique ways to raise extra funds. Like pay 50 bucks, you can hit the ball from here or you can putt from there. Have you seen the pieces of string that they offer up sometimes? No, I have not seen that. You can buy an arm's length of string. So when you get to a position where you're putting, if it's inside that arm length of string, it's a gimme. Wow. So that makes some money. Just That's a great idea. I've never seen that yeah, in a golf I, tournament before. I don't see that one much, but yeah, super cool. I would have to invest heavily in that if I were ever in a golf tournament. I'd have to buy all the string that they would allow me to yeah, buy. Just give me the whole ball of yarn, please. Thank you so much. Um, you Carney, know, <clears throat> sorry. No, go ahead. The Michael's Bass text line says, Carney, Carnival was awesome. My four guests and I had a great time. Thank you for supporting the cause. Appreciate it. What now? Well, I was just going to say that we were talking earlier about Heart Health Month and and how there's a direct correlation with our weight sometimes, most of the time, with our heart health and what we weigh. If you've been overweight, if you've been obese and you're maybe not in that and it's such a rough word, and I don't know if we've just made it a, a tough word, but it just sounds mean to Which say word? the word obese. It yeah, sounds like I'm being mean. Well, I think But that is that just how we associate? The BMI is ridiculous to start with. I don't know. For the first time, I will say this. After meeting Dr. Allison Walsh two years later, happy to report I am at a healthy BMI, and I hate to admit it, but I wasn't. Why would you hate to admit it? I wasn't at a good for a lot for a while for many many years. I was not. I didn't have a healthy BMI, and that it's makes not my fault. I tried to help she, all along the did. way. She did. She tried. She tried everything you could find under the sun. You got to canoe the cabbage patch or the cabbage patch, the cabbage soup diet, the cabbage, the cabbage patch, patch diet. diet. We did it all. We went to, went to camp, did the whole thing, and it literally nothing worked until. I met with Dr. Allison Walsh. She gave me the diet guidelines. And when I say diet, it's more of a lifestyle kind of a thing. Got to be. Uh, it has to be in order in order to last. And we talked earlier in the show about the trizepatides. You know, your uh, the, God bless you. The Manjuro, the Ozempic, the Zepbound, which is the newest one. No, you're just making words up. No, I'm not. These are the shots that can help you. When it comes to weight loss, just getting your blood sugars normal. And might you be on them uh, for the rest of your life? Uh, Yeah, you might be if it works for you. But let's say that you had some other ailment. Let's say you needed insulin for the rest of your life. Would you you be on it? If it helped you be 
healthy overall with your uh, with your weight, and then that makes a huge difference on your heart, on your joints. You get the picture. You want to be healthy. Call Dr. Allison Walsh at St. Louis Women's Lifestyle Solutions. She can help you. Now, that's the weight loss side of things, and she is an OBGYN. She's an MD. She's brilliant, in my personal opinion, and has helped me so much that I want to share that with you. She really has helped me, but she's also helped me with hormone balancing. Nobody told me anyway that there were going to be all these changes that were going to happen in the late 40s, early 50s, and there are things that you are can you do. Are you that old? You're cruising. Oh, you didn't mean 1940s. You're cruising. My bad. You're cruising. I'm sorry. Over there. You could just turn your mic off for a minute while I tell these nice people about Dr. Allison Walsh and St. Louis Women's Lifestyle Solutions. You can go online to find out more. She will help you with hormone balancing. If you're having sleepless nights, if you're having a rough time just not feeling like you, get back to feeling like you. Maybe you need to lose some weight. She can help with that too. And the trisepatides are not the only thing that um, she has in her toolbox. Lots of options out there for all of us to feel better. And our health is our wealth at the end of the day. You want to feel good or nothing else really matters. So call Dr. Allison Walsh at 314-919-9998, 314-919-9998. You can visit her in person or telehealth. You can find out more online, stlwomenslifestylesolutions.com. I'll turn your mic back on. Not only can you meet her in person, but we're going to meet her in person tomorrow, I believe. She's going to be on the show. She's in studio. Looking forward to that. Dr. Allison Walsh, STL Women's Lifestyle Solutions. Dot com. All righty. So nobody in the room watched the SAG, and I don't remember if uh, Max put any stock in the SAG Awards. I know the People's Choice he's not wild about. I, I don't like award shows. It's yeah. just a, what about the Oscars? I mean, the Oscars are the exception to that rule, yeah. Are you in, is it because you're not in line with a lot of their choices? No, I just think the whole idea of, uh, you know, I mean, movies are wonderful works of art, and the whole idea of making it a competition is just kind of strange. I do like uh, recognizing people for outstanding work, but there's always plenty of, of great films that are critically and commercially reevaluated years later, and we don't really know the best pictures of the year until the test of time. So, and I can't, I can't be bothered with every weekend. There's another. Oh, there's the Directors Guild, the Producers Guild, the you know Screen Actors. I mean, I'm not in SAG, unlike you, John Carney. So I don't care. He can't be bothered. Well, it looks <laughs> like Oppenheimer killed it. Um, outstanding performance by a male actor in a lead. Cillian Murphy got it. Killian. Lil- what? Killian. Killian. But it's a C. Weird. Um, Call the parents. Robert Downey Jr., winner, male actor in a sporting role. Uh, Oppenheimer, best performance by a cast in a movie. Still haven't seen it. Everybody's raving about it, but it just seems like the plot, you know, the building of the A-Mob doesn't sound like a real exciting thing. You didn't see it, did you? No, I didn't see that or Barbie, which I... Now I'm at the point where it's like I'm one of the few people that have never seen the Barbie movie, and I just kind of want to dig my heels in and say. The Barbie movie to you would be like a home movie. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Barbie's, Barbie's lovely. 
Um, You're just really digging a hole over there for yourself. You need a bigger shovel? No, I'm good. Killers of the Flower Moon? Uh, They're saying that's going to be a big one. Do you agree with that, Max? It's long. Isn't it? Isn't it over three hours? Mm -hmm. Who's hosting? Who's hosting what? The Oscars. I believe it's Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, Kimmel's doing it again. Aidy Bryant from, uh, SNL. from SNL, she hosted the SAG Awards and was really funny. I watched some of her monologue. So we do watch a little television, so I'll throw those at you real quick. Um, male actor in a TV series, uh, Stephen Yen, Yen for Beef. And I got to tell you, going in, I thought, another premise that's really stupid. But it was really good. Did you see it? I didn't. Was that a series? Or, yeah. Yeah. I've, you're, I've heard other people say that. Six they... episodes. Yeah. I thought, where is this going to go? The female uh, actor in a TV thing, Ali Wong from the same same show, Beef. You should watch it. Last of Us, male actor in a drama, female actor in a drama was Elizabeth Debicki for The Crown. And I love that's the a crown. princess die. Oh, she really did. I mean, it was wild. And I saw that there's going to be a Princess Diana exhibit in Vegas of all of her clothes, like a lot of her clothes, not all of her clothes, but a lot of her clothes. Side note. Side note. Side note. Male actor in a comedy. Jeremy Allen White. Well deserved for the bear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just fantastic. Would you call that show a comedy? Uh, yes. Uh, they're calling it a comedy anyway. Well, I know they are, but there's been a lot of blowback ever since the Globes called them a comedy. And people who work on the show, some of the producers, are angry about that, saying that they didn't set out to make a comedy. I love I, this know, text. I don't know. On the Michael's Bath text line from the 636, the holdovers is so great. I'd love an upset at the Oscars. I agree with you. I loved that movie. I just, I just thought it was so well done. It was captivating. I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't even know what it's about. It's about kids in at a school that get uh, held over during the holiday break, and the relationships that they form with held over because they get to because of different reasons. They stay and they don't go home. Like all the other people leave campus. Oh, Um, not like detention for the whole holiday. Oh, depends on the kids. Max, me. you liked it, right? Yeah, you Very loved much it. so, yeah. yeah. Talked about so it here good. on the show, yeah. I have a sweater from the he fictional does, college, I'm, Barton sweater. I'm, I am want one of those, so yeah. I'm going to look uh, on and Paul, see. I... Paul Giamatti did a fantastic job. He's nominated for Best Actor. He always does. And, uh, he does. They did something really interesting. They gave the character a glass eye, So, um, but he was not wearing a prosthetic. They, they digitally uh, made his eye look all wonky throughout the entire film, and it's a really cool effect. Made it look wonky? Yes, sir. Hmm. Official medical term. They gave him a glass eye. Did he have to take out his eye to put no, in the digital, glass eye? No, they did it digitally. You yeah. should listen to the show. Uh, why? I just get yelled at. Uh, Fair. Um, to finish up, outstanding performance in a drama ensemble. You're going to agree with this one, too. Succession. Oh, it was just so good. And I wonder I, if, oh, go ahead. I hate it when they give awards for shows that are already finished. Like, oh, this is such a great show. It's gone. But no, it's never gone now. Everything is right there at your fingertips. You can watch that. 
but you I get to more. start over. I wanted more. And they said, thank you. Good night. No. On the text line from the 785, did it feel like a modern day breakfast club? Yes. All right. Totally. I'm going to go. So in. good. Are you talking about the holdovers? Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear what Andy Field thought of it. He's ready. How about we just go to him now? Is he still working these days? I think so. Hi, Andy. How you doing? Hi, guys. You're, you're asking about the SAG Awards. Is that in? We're talking about the holdovers we were in particular. About it. Oh, the holdovers. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about awards. We were. Yeah. Uh, I did see the holdovers. It was fantastic. I loved it. I did, too. Could be an upset at the Oscars. What would we do if if that's the upset I, I buy lunch that day, Max? I, I'm going in. I'm going to watch it if you guys are He said it's not going to win. It. Okay. I kind of feel well, like here, that. Well, here's, here's the big news about the Oscars that just came out that I bet you don't have. <clears throat> you ready? Bring Try it. Me. Ryan Gosling is going to sing I'm Just Ken Live. Stop it. You know, Julie Buck has not watched Barbie, so she doesn't even get why that's great. Because he's Ken. <laughs> it is, it, it it's is fantastic. Great. It is. I'll have to watch it before the Oscars. It's a wonderful film. Ladies and gentlemen, kick it, kick in. All right. Let's Let's regroup. Let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about uh, the Supreme Court. The Supremes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Diana Ross and the rest of them are talking about uh, social media and uh, some law considerations and changing things up. Obviously, I have my own personal concerns with social media, but what are they looking at? Well, Florida and Texas have state laws that would prohibit stop social media platforms from throttling conservative views. Uh, Their main complaints, these are Republican majority legislatures and governors in Texas and Florida, and they're saying, at places like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, although not so much Twitter anymore now that Elon Musk has taken over, uh, we're, we're silencing uh, conservative voices. Uh, and this goes back to Donald Trump being banned from Twitter. Uh, but in fact, those platforms said that some of these uh, so-called conservative voices were uh, inciting insurrections. The president was inciting violence at the time, according to them, and that's why they took them off. What their laws, uh, if enacted, would say is that you can't, you can't silence these voices. It's free speech. Well, here's the problem, and, and even some of the most conservative justices today said this, that the free speech provision in the Constitution doesn't apply to private companies. It only applies to the government, saying the government cannot silence free speech. But since Facebook and Instagram and Twitter are private companies, they can do whatever they want. They're like private clubs. If you go to a golf course and they say uh, you got to wear a certain shirt and you don't want to wear that certain shirt, they can kick you out. You can say, well, it's my free speech right to wear that shirt. Uh, the Supreme Court would probably not back you up on that. And that's where the big argument is. I think it's really interesting. They're going to have a really hard time targeting who this law applies to. I mean, we know the organizations it applies to, but how do you find the individual that is either allowing a post or deleting a post? Well, what the law would say is you can't delete any of that stuff. And Facebook and the others are playing are are basically arguing, well, what about content that's not appropriate for children? We work really hard to make sure that stuff get, 
doesn't get on there. Uh, the Florida and Texas governors didn't have a, a really good argument for that. Uh, they said it could apply to other places like Etsy, where people sell their wares online, or even Uber, saying, well, does that mean that you, if you're an Uber driver, you can say, I'm not going to take a conservative in my car? Uh, I mean, this is this is a real mess of a case. Uh, and it really does go down to the essence of what does the First Amendment mean. But I will have to say that a lot of the conservative justices who you you might think would side with Florida and Texas on there were basically the strongest saying, no, this doesn't really work for me. What about fake news? Fake news. I mean, they're focusing in on this, but we heard lots of stories of uh, posts traced back to <clears throat> the Russian government and the Chinese that proved to be nefarious and inaccurate. Is that not part of this conversation at all? Oh, absolutely it is. Um, you know, if, if there's a post for some news organization that's negative toward Joe Biden and a Facebook or something else really finds out that it's, it's indeed a planted story that isn't true from a Russian operative, right now they can take it down, well, pretty much in every state except Texas and Florida, um, and and that's really where the issue is. It's like, does the government have the right to tell an organization what you can or cannot have up on your website? Well, I mean, and you've got to think that they have to be within the law. But the problem is, we really don't have lo- that many laws that go toward this particular issue when it comes to the internet. Well, the only thing we have, and it still applies to Facebook or Twitter or anything else, and we saw this pretty clearly uh, with the E. Jean Carroll case against Donald Trump, is that you cannot libel and slander someone online. Uh, those laws still apply to everyone, including Facebook and, and other places. Radio's okay, though, right? I could still you can uh, slander talk. away. Go ahead. Okay, good. <laughs> now, just asking for a friend. <laughs> so how long until we have all the answers on this? You know, it, it, typically these these case, you know, and this is one of those big cases. They they usually wait till the end of the term to release the information. But just from listening to the arguments today, I would have to think that it's going to be a tough decision for these folks. Uh, there are a couple of uh, conservative justices uh, who were totally on the side of of Texas and Florida, but there were others who weren't. There were some liberal justices who said, yeah, maybe in some cases you you could do this. I mean, it, it's it, this is an unusual case, and, and it's not easy to explain in a couple of quick terms, but um, it, it certainly is going to have a major impact on, on the way we view social media, depending on how they decide this. Andy, we appreciate you watching those things closely and informing us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Can't wait to see. I'm just Ken on the Oscars. I know. I heard you're very excited about it. We, you're just Andy. We will see. I am just Andy. I can't imagine seeing I would love for you to get your own big I'm break there. Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, yeah, let, me, let me tune up my guitar. All right. Work on that. Thanks, Thank Andy. Thank you, sir. Go back to making the world right. safe for everybody. Um, how would you like to have a shower or a bath that's maintenance-free, easy to clean, Put in professionally, carrying a lifetime warranty, and financing available for something like that. 
And if you look around, get pricing on a new bath or a walk-in shower or those tubs with the jets, get some prices, then check out what Michael's Bath has to offer. And you will be pleasantly surprised. Mostly 30 to 50% off all of their competitors and with name brand stuff. So if you're looking for a shower with safety features or a tub to shower conversion or a walk-in tub, those are the people. Michaelsbaths.com for more information. TRS. Do you ever notice, Polly, that there's more traffic in a particular area? Well, down. I mean, if you look at the trouble spots in St. Louis that show up every day, the cons- what we call the construction zone on 55. We call it that, city- too. Yeah, we can call- you call it that. Or- it's it's kind of general. Um, but uh, it's it's really bad on 55 at rush hour, especially um, between like the city and down to about Lindbergh. And there's only two lanes in each direction. So that's constantly, that's tight, yeah. Yeah, constantly a problem. And then there's some weaving that goes on in there where you have to, you know, jag around. Yeah, we call them the, the cone people. Yeah. Or the orange barrel people. And it seems like some areas they work on a piece of the highway, and they're there for like four years. Right. I know. Like out there by Johnny Londoff, I can't tell you how long that construction on 270 went. It's over so, now, though. Yeah. Well, they moved to another part of 270, but... Why does that take so long? I know. Sometimes I wonder, when will it ever end? Because I think they have to just shut down part of it, work on part of it, and then they put the new part out of there, you know, and they switch it around. That didn't make any sense, but you know what I mean. Sure. No, it makes makes plenty plenty of sense. sense. Remember when they closed down 40? Yep. That was a huge deal. I mean, that was just... You mean 64? I mean 64. (laughs) Florida, man. Fardy? 65. Highway Fardy. And they added an extra lane, except not in the Richmond Heights area because they wouldn't let them add And it bottlenecks there a little bit, doesn't it? That's another trouble spot is Kings Highway to Hampton at rush hour. Mm. And 40 was closed for two years? Two years. The day they closed it, they let people walk onto the highway. I remember that. And I remember doing that. John James was a baby. So we took John in a stroller. And walked on to Highway 40. Yeah, we did it too. Very exciting. And then when they reopened the highway, you could uh, walk on the highway. And it was so cold. We, In fact, it's the, I don't want to say anything, but the Jack Buck Highway right there at McCausland. They named it that. Yeah. And I spoke at the christening of it. Yeah. And it was so cold. It was something below zero. So it was like, you know. Don't be long-winded here, Jules. Let's get out of here. It's freezing. I, I mean, that it's every so day, cold. And I always think of you. I'm like, oh, I just. Hey, saw I give her. it a honk every time I see that sign. I Where just give it a toot. Where's so that located? So the people around you are like, what? Did, what did well, I, do? I know. I'm like, <laughs> what I do wrong? I it's it, it just says Jack Buck Highway right at right at McCausland, and if you're headed east on 40. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I don't know many people who have christening a highway on their resume. I mean, no, I mean... You've gone into a whole new stratosphere with and me. I do think about that. I mean, obviously, your father, very famous, but I think... You had a father? Wow. The, you know, there's a highway. Like, name, like that's amazing. There's a different Pretty kind of Pretty neat way to be memorialized. Yeah, and very, he would be blown away, and he would be 
he wouldn't even believe it. That's what I'll tell you, because it happened many years after he passed away. And, and our family is very thankful. For that. Yeah. And it's probably it's nice. one of the few portions of highway that is dedicated to somebody who didn't like sponsor it or pay for it. Cause you see parts that I would say this portion of highway is, you know, sponsored by the boy Scouts or whatever. Well, the Cardinals donated the sign, yeah, but, but it doesn't even say it. It doesn't even say that on there. Yeah. It's really nice of them. There's the Stan Musial bridge, right? Yeah. Thinking of that. The Stan Musial bridge. So if they were going to name something you after you, Captain Polly, what would it be? Uh, that's a good question. How a pothole. A good, how a about pot a good answer? Oh. Maybe a sink, no, I'm kidding. The sinkhole wow. in South St. Louis? I'm just kidding. Who's you know what, being mean now? I'm joking. <laughs> I've always thought it was pretty great when you go to the zoo or what have you, and there's a bench, and it says, like, the Paul Kopsky bench or something. I think that's really cool because people get to rest But does that mean you're and, dead then? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of a bummer. I yeah. named a star the after an old girlfriend. Oh, did Rocky Day. Moselle help you do that? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Sent him 35 bucks, and there's a star up there called Woman You Ruled My Life. Go to hell. But uh, It's kind of long for a band name, so it's great for a star. Well, I got my money's worth. Mm-hmm. Can you so. still see the star? Do you know exactly where it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah it's, it's in my office. And oh, he's, got a, he's got a video of it. Hey! And I don't know if anybody has done that, but he says in the commercial... It'll be recorded in a book at the registry of the something, something. So it's like, I'd like you're going to go there. Got to go to Hogwarts and go into the library and get the big ladder, <laughs> find the book. I don't know. <laughs> kind of crazy. Oh, Thank you, Polly. Goodness right, thanks, gracious. John. Appreciate Julie, it, buddy. Max. Martin Kilcoin. Oh, yeah. Coming at you here in. Uh, just a couple of you ought to stick around for that. That should be fun. What? This isn't even legal. <laughs> All right. Now, if Bobby's listening right now, he'll be furious because I said on the interview, because we recorded the interview earlier, and I said, I'm not going to bring up the fact that you gouge these poor little kids every summer, a $5 Snicker bar you got for 50 cents at Walmart. Hey, quit bringing that up. So here we are. I brought it up anyway. <laughs> hey, before we jump into St. Louis sports specifics, um, Bob Costas over the weekend on something called uh, the Big Weekend Show with uh, Smirkanish, I guess, um, had a few things to say, as he does, out of the athletic realm. And he's catching some heat for it. Listen to this. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits, and it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, or ethically fit to be president of the United States. Wow. No misunderstanding there. I believe Bob was going to use that as the opening to the Olympic coverage this year. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the only reason I played that for you in this spot is I'm curious because you are rather opinionated on television about whatever it is, and you got the TKO. Now, do you get much blowback 
for your thoughts on things, and are there some areas, i.e. politics, where you don't go for that very reason? I, I never get into politics, and this reminds me of a Dick Ford line, and I'm not bringing it up just for the voice. I'm just yes, you But are. you got to do it with the no, voice or the, don't do it. When he, when he got out of local TV news, he retired, and then the management at Fox 2 said to him, you'd be good if you want to do some nightly commentaries, no restrictions. It could just be your opinion. And he said, I made 50 years or 50 years. That's nothing but making friends. I'm not going to lose them all in two months. And he basically said, I never gave my opinion on too many matters. Uh, now I do in the sports world and life matters. I've never enjoyed talking about politics. Even in 2016, working at KTRS, I would make a joke about Donald Trump. And then the text line, like, oh, I knew it, liberal, lefty, another media. And I made a joke about Hillary, misogynistic jerk figures. I'm like, <laughs> I, I couldn't win. And I said, I want to just make fun of everybody. Yeah. I had a line in a TKO. I think this is when LaRusa came back to manage the White Sox. And he was 76 or something like that. And sometimes my boss would say, hey, if you ever have lines or if you ever touch politics, or let me know. And. And, and they leave me totally alone. I do whatever I want. But I said, hey, what do you think of this line? And I said, and he's 76, for God's sake. It's not like he wants to be president. It was some kind of joke making fun of Biden's age and Trump's age. And, and then we just said, oh, don't even get into it. So I don't make political commentary. I do like to make fun of everyone. Unfortunately, now you're not allowed. I think Bob's always been a liberal thinking person. And now that he's basically retired from network TV, still does some MLB network baseball contributes at CNN. I think, I think he feels right now that the chains are off and he can say whatever the heck he wants to say. Yeah. He's become the get off my lawn guy. But he's not afraid to, uh, to rant about Trump. And I think he feels strongly about it, except he uses language I need to convert into, like, I need to put it through the decoder machine. Like, what did he just say? It's so, the wording is so eloquent and maybe way over my it's, head. Yeah, I think it's, he's thinking you above know, our level. Well, he would do the equivalent, at, uh, not comparing my TKO to Casas, but he would do halftime commentary, I believe kind of on the fly, on their NFL coverage. And it was the day after a Chiefs player had either shown up at the facility with all kinds of guns and armor or shot somebody. I should remember. It's terrible. I think he shot his partner. It was a terrible story. So Bob opined a little bit about the prevalence of guns and their availability. That was the first time, I think, other than international politics with the Olympics, where he would say things about the Chinese regime and such, where he got a ton of blowback and said, it's a football game, Costas, stick to the game. That was the first Everybody time I remember him forward. venturing. <laughs> Dick Ford was admonishing Costas. So nobody can say it in quite the words that Bob does, but I think you're seeing more and more of this from him. I just curious, uh, here at home over the weekend, a lot of things happened, including home opener for the St. Louis SC, and even though they didn't lose, they didn't win. So I think a lot of fans were no dis- extra innings here. Huh? disenchanted. Well, I think it was exciting because they got a late goal, late-ish, 76 minute maybe, 74. So they tied it, so they avoided the loss. The soccer crowd's a little different than, you know, the rest of us 
are, you know, like, oh, a tie. We don't want a tie. But sometimes the soccer world will say, that's fine. We were going to lose. We didn't play well. And all the players, coaches said, we just played terrible. It was a bad game, bad outing. And they felt fortunate to get out of there with the tie. So I guess it could have been worse. It was disappointing because they played pretty well in the game on Tuesday night, which was not an MLS game, which is so confusing. I get it. So, yeah, they didn't play great, but they'll have a chance to redeem themselves. They played twice this week, Tuesday night in Houston. Again, that's not MLS. That is part of this competition for the Champions Cup. And then they're back home again next Saturday night. So, yeah, surprising that they wouldn't play. I won't say they were flat, but that's kind of surprising considering all the energy in the building. Blues fans uh, going through an emotional gamut. I mean, Saturday, not only do they win – but Jordan Bennington stops 38 shots to beat the Islanders. Turn around Saturday, Red Wings beat them six to one. What's going on with the club? Yeah, they had the home win. Yeah, Thursday night they looked great. Detroit that game started at 11 a.m. St. Louis time, and it looked like a game that started at 11 a.m. They didn't look like they were there, <laughs> awake, or any of the above. It was four nothing after the first period. It was 3 nothing five minutes into the game. I, I think they're at a key point here whether whether they are or are not a playoff team because they're starting to slide and trend in a different direction. Nashville's starting to win games. So I think this is the point where we're going to find out because they're in a stretch of eight out of nine on the road. I just think they're wildly inconsistent. And it's kind of what got Craig Ruby fired is they couldn't quite click on all cylinders consistently enough, and that's – I just think we're kind of seeing the same team all year. They'll tease you a little bit. They've got some talent, but then they just kind of fall back and have a lazy game or a bad game. And I just think going down to the stretch here, they're going to be that same team. And if 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 you're going to win some and lose some, but other teams take off, then you're going to be left behind. So if they're going to make the playoffs, they can't really continue this current model of being good one night and being terrible the next. It feels good to see the Cardinals back uh, playing – of baseball this spring. We had games this weekend. You had Mason Wynn, who's the young shortstop, and everything they say about Mason Wynn, and I'm sure he gets tired of hearing this. Even if he doesn't hit a lick, he'll make the team. And I'm sure he's like, hey, thanks a lot. I'm not going to hit a lick. But he struggled last year at the big league level. He had three hits on Sunday, and it's just the spring. But it was against Houston. They were playing most of their regulars. So that's an early positive sign. Word this afternoon, they're signing Brandon Crawford, who was a longtime shortstop for the San Francisco Giants. And you're saying, wait a minute, Mason wins the shortstop. But there's concern that they don't really have a backup plan at shortstop, except it's Tommy Edmond, who's your center fielder, except he's still injured because he had wrist surgery. So I think they're already looking at a potential down-the-road issue. So Brandon Crawford, pretty highly decorated player for the Giants, free agent, that's the news of the day, and I think it tells us you got to have a plan in case the young guy stumbles. But if the backup is Tommy Edmond and he's still recovering from wrist injury, wrist surgery, that's a little. I think they realized that that was maybe a little too dicey. Oh well, it's gearing up though, good or bad. We're excited that baseball back is back because oh, we're yeah. going to get warm weather. It's almost as exciting as walking into a Triad Bank. Triad Bank. Two locations, the one on Clayton Road in Frontenac. Second location's on Olive that's just west of 270. On the web, it's triadbanking.com. Neighborhood-friendly 
tank. Like it used to be. You walk in, there's people working. They're happy to see you. How can I help you? It's not a big old empty room you walk into. What do you want? What do you want? Get the local flavor of Triad Bank, especially if you're a business owner looking to expand. Talk to the folks over there. Jim Regna's the CEO. He's got a great team of people. They've been together for a long time. So many St. Louis businesses have been working with them, getting decisions made right here in town for all your banking needs. It is Triad Bank on Thanks. Lake Road or Olive. Hey, wave, wave to us on TV, will you? All right, buddy. I'll all wave right. and I'll wink. Thanks much. There he is, Mark Kilcoin. In all of his splendor. The Delmar Gardens family, I don't think I've ever talked about this. They have daycare at some of their facilities. Just a regular daycare that's not really tied into the senior living. But the interaction between the young and the old, or the older has been proven scientifically to make the senior set feel younger. Being around these kids. And what a great idea to tie this together. So several of the Delmar Gardens facilities have incorporated that as well. So they've got childcare and what a great way to bring humanity all together and for Gabe Grossberg and the gang to recognize the importance of that. Not surprised, not surprised in the least. Find out more at delmargardens.com. We got to go. Man, this flu. I'm sorry. I can't stay. I'd like to, but they're going to turn the buttons off in this room, and no one will hear me. We'll do it again tomorrow. Josh and Heidi next. Thanks for listening. Be good to each other.